This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. I love this next question that we are asking people because ever since our contributor Scott Chance posed this question yesterday, I've been thinking about it. And the question is, could you spend an entire year without the internet? And he spoke with someone yesterday who actually did do that. But it has become so difficult for us to even go a day without the internet, right? You probably can't even go at this point an hour. You ask a question, you expect an immediate answer and you expect the internet to give it to you. But how does that impact our mental health, knowing that that is always there, that's always on, you're always reachable? What does that do to us and our mental health? So as I mentioned, our show contributor, Scott Chance, has been looking into this. And he did recently speak with professor and author Aaron Rosenberg, who did spend that entire year offline. So we heard part one of Scott's interview with Aaron. And now we're going to talk a little bit more with Aaron Rosenberg. But this part is all about where Scott asks Aaron about how this year offline affected his mental health. Uh, Aaron Rosenberg, the name of his book is Jacking Out, a journal of a year spent offline. It came out in July. Let me ask you about this, because I think this is something that people bring up with phones and social media and our connectivity so much. How did your mental health change over the year? That's a really good question. I think my mental health was probably the strongest it's been, which for a lot of people, when you hear 2020, a lot of my contemporaries and friends and family, I think had really uh, a lot of struggles that year with the isolation and with that type of uh, feeling like they weren't able to do the types of things they were used to doing. And so I feel a little bit bad when I tell people that that experience for me was quite different. Instead of having the kind of doom scrolly sitting alone and reading all sorts of bad news or conspiracy theories on my phone, I was stuck to just engage with the books I already had on hand. And I found that my life pace really slowed down. And I know I think that's true for everyone during lockdown, their life pace slowed down. But I think that because I couldn't access the internet to read all sorts of um, theories about what was happening and what was going to happen, I had a bit more of a uh, grounded headspace. And I was getting my news mostly from the radio. And so on the radio, they don't really, uh, they don't really present a lot of the more sensational doomy kind of news that I think was quite common on social media during that time. Mm-hmm. And so I really had a quite a, a calm and uh, healthy year, I think. But I want to point out that it's not sustainable. I think because I was a grad student and had made arrangements with my team and with my supervisors to do this experience, I was able to make it work. But for most jobs, for most people, it's not possible to say, I'm just going to not check my email for the next year. Right. So I feel like it's... Um, a bit ironic, but from spending this year offline from such a drastic move, I've come to realize that the more uh, realistic, sustainable, and helpful uh, things that people can do are actually much more moderate. Things like trying to spend an evening a week where you don't use your device or going for a weekend away where you decide not to bring your laptop with you. I think those smaller changes, they're actually a little bit more difficult because they take a lot more self-control but they're more sustainable and realistic. Yeah, and it sounds like you are, are sort of sticking to some of that. Like you mentioned that even now you still don't have, like you, you give yourself permission to use the internet as is necessary now, but you still don't have a smartphone. Yeah, so I think uh, I thought by spending a year offline, 
I would end up having a lot more self-control and ability to regulate my my uh, digital experiences. Like I would have more self-control and ability to stop using my phone at night when I didn't want to use it anymore. But it actually, when I got back online in January 2021, I realized that I was sitting on my laptop scrolling Twitter for hours. And I found that it takes practice to have that kind of self-control to be able to moderate our digital use. And by spending a year offline, I actually had lost all practice. So when I got back online, I struggled to get into some of those healthy digital habits that I now as an educator try to promote to my students. But I think that I did take away a few things that suck. For example, I still have a flip phone. And I feel like having that hard boundary where I'm just not able to scroll the internet on my phone really restricts me from being able to do some of those compulsive digital practices that my friends and family sometimes complain about. Wow. Okay. This is really, really brilliant. So what do you say to people who ask you about the experience now? If someone were to say to you, hey, I'd like to do something as well. I recognize that I have some addictions and, you know, I feel like too attached to my phone. What, what would your response be to something like that? My big message to people who want to think more deeply and more critically about their digital experiences is to spend a bit of time offline. I don't advocate that people copy my experience and try to spend a year offline because I don't think it actually allows them to engage in society in ways that might support the kinds of social or environmental justice uh, improvements that my year offline was targeting. So my advice to people is to learn more about their digital practices, learn about where does the energy and resources and uh, all the different materials that make up your phone or your device, where do those come from? When you store files on a cloud, The cloud isn't just floating in the sky like the metaphor might suggest. It's actually a big warehouse somewhere. So look into where are your files being stored and try to think about what are the practices that you can do every day that might challenge some of the negative impacts of our digital practices. I don't think that um, most people in our society would actually benefit from spending a year offline. I think it's much more powerful to try to find small ways to moderate your tech use. Things like spending a bit of time offline every day or when you have that compulsive feeling like, oh, I need to look something up on your phone. Instead, try to ask some people around you what they might think or trying to engage other uh, possibilities like looking up things in the dictionary instead of quickly doing a, a search on your phone. Because I think we've, we've just normalized the way that the digital practices we do are just sort of around and we can do them without having consequences. But everything we do online does have a a material consequence in the non-virtual world. So interesting. That's Aaron Rosenberg. Aaron is a lecturer in the Department of Integrated Studies and Education at McGill University and the author of Jacking Out, a journal of a year spent offline. Could you do it? Like, okay, not the year. The year seems very extreme to spend offline. But a day, a week, a month, and we're talking... Completely offline. I think the only thing that Aaron told us that he uses his the internet for, actually, no, he didn't use the internet at all. He used his cell phone so he could talk to people on the phone and he could text message people because that used a different system than the internet. And that was it. Could you go without the internet? I know it feels like the world conspires against us in that, there, how could you? What about boarding passes? What about traveling? What about everything is online and available on the internet these days? But could you still do it, do you think? And how long do you think you would last without the internet? And would you be happier? That is the question. Sometimes without the idea of, oh, I got to check Facebook. Oh, I got to scroll and see what people are posting. Oh, I got to... 
maybe if that burden were gone and you didn't worry about all of that, maybe we would be a little bit happier, feel less anxiety, less anxiousness about, am I missing something? Is everything else, is everybody else enjoying something or doing something that I don't know about? 